I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Mighty Main Street is a show about our small businesses in Salt Lake County and around the state, where we showcase these extraordinary business owners who share their amazing experiences and how they're thriving in today's business environment. Brought to you by Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Thank you so much for joining us today. Fred Mosinger, owner of Cafe Molise, who just gave me a wonderful lesson in Italian, which, by the way, that is his specialty. The food at Cafe Molise, Molise, am I saying that right, Fred? Almost, Molise. Molise, Cafe Molise. The food is unbelievable. Um, I worked right across the street and used to go over there quite a bit. And then I know recently you moved. Do you want to give us your new address? Yeah, so we used to be right across the street from City Creek Center. But um, we moved in 2018. Um, They were going to redevelop our block, which didn't end up happening. But um, we had to move and make plans for the future. So we are now in uh, the old Eagle Building. Um, some people may remember it as the Bay, and it's at 404 South West Temple. So right on the corner of 400 South and West Temple. That's a great location. Fred, I went online and I looked at the pictures of the restaurant. I haven't had a chance to uh, to go with the move, and I've got to get over there because your food is fabulous. Um, and so, it, But it looks cool. I mean, it has a great vibe to it. Yeah, it's, um, it's such a cool old building. My wife and I are kind of... Uh, old building nerds. We have an old house in the avenues, and um, we were looking for a spot to move the restaurant to. And um, we walked in here, and it just had so much character, and we could uh, have a little place for our um, patio. So it kind of checked all the boxes for us. And um, we spent about a year, a little over a year, remodeling it and um, just kind of made it our own. So, yeah, we're really excited to be here. And, Fred, I know that you... um you own this uh, in conjunction with your wife, Amy Sterling, and I know that you also are the chef. So I, I've got to hear about your background and how you how you came about with uh, Café Molisse. So g- give us an idea. Yeah, so I uh, worked in restaurants all growing up um, from probably about the age of 14 or 15, and I've always loved cooking. Um, I'm pretty much self-taught. I have done a few um, courses for cooking, but uh, most of my experience comes from working in kitchens and just kind of the enthusiasm and vigor for cooking and food. So um, that's, uh, I I think I credit most of what we do at uh, Cafe Molise to um, the previous owner um, that opened the restaurant in 93. Um, She, you know, she definitely taught me a lot. And then we've just put our own little signatures on it uh, along the way. Uh, On the main floor of our building, we also have a sister uh, establishment, which is BTG Wine Bar. And BTG doesn't stick uh, doesn't stick to the strictly Italian themed food. We have a just more international European food at BTG, so we got to play around a little bit down there, a little bit more. 
Good for you. Now, um, your paninis are so well-known and your salads. Give us an idea, as, and especially when you go to your website, the pictures are amazing. I mean, the desserts, you can practically smell them through the website. Uh, and that's another specialty you have. Give us an idea of some of the fares that people really love when they come there. So probably our most popular dish um, on the lunch or dinner menu is the polo alla gratella. Um, and that is uh, grilled chicken breast. Um, it's marinated in balsamic vinegar, extra virgin olive oil, and a little bit of raw garlic. Um, again, then we grill it, and we serve that with a sauce of artichoke hearts, sun-dried tomatoes, and gorgonzola cheese. So it's got kind of a, a, a good interplay of uh, all of these different flavors, um, the smokiness from the grill, um, and then kind of the sweetness of the sun-dried tomatoes um, and the creaminess of the gorgonzola. It's really, really popular. Um, at lunch, all of our salads, like you were mentioning, and paninis are, are great. Um, we've got a uh, portobello panini with caramelized onions. Um, for those that uh, don't eat meat, it's got provolone cheese on it as well. Um, and then um, our salads are, are kind of our mainstay salad. is probably the Mediterranean salad. And it's mixed greens that are tossed in an Asiago red wine vinaigrette. It's got uh, roasted bell peppers, um, French feta cheese, some mixed olives, a little uh, crostini with some chevre cheese on it, and some marinated uh, Roma tomatoes and red onions. And so it's uh, it's got a lot of different little goodies on there, and that's probably our most um, uh, popular salad at lunch. Um, dinner, we have a, a lot of great specials, too. We have a great fishmonger, and we do um, a lot of meat specials. Um, we always uh, have uh, at least one fresh catch, so... Dinner, dinners are uh, a lot of fun here as well. What are you doing as far as um, some of our safety standards now? As a restaurant business has you know, been very challenged, and, of course, you guys are adapting to the changes. Uh, I notice your takeout delivery. Give us, an, give us an idea of what you're doing and, and how people feel safe when they do decide to dine in. Yeah, so um, we took the stay uh, safe to stay open pledge. We have all of those practices um, uh, in effect here at the restaurant um, and then all of the health department guidance as well. Uh, and then finally, we've um, adopted all of the um, Utah Restaurant Association promise um, items. Uh, so uh, when people walk in, um, there's signage that indicates uh, um, maintaining social distancing and masks required. Um, there's hand sanitizer throughout the building, especially near doorways where any, um, there would be anything uh, that anyone would touch. Um, we've also got um, dedicated staff members that sanitize uh, and disinfect high-touch areas um, every uh, 20 minutes to half an hour. We have designated staff members that touch dirty dishes and designated staff members that bring out um, clean plates. So we try to segment um, our workforce to, to kind of uh, make sure we're maximizing all of the safety um, protocols that we're we're trying to keep open, you know. So Well, Fred, you and Amy are, I mean, it sounds like you're just going almost above and beyond. I'm so impressed with that. That is really saying something. How is, um, how's takeout? And then are you also doing takeout and delivery? We don't do delivery, but um, yeah, we, we've had a uh, pretty good luck with uh, takeout, uh, especially recently. You know, lots of people, even with all the safety precautions, it's still advisable for some people not to go out at all. We do have a curbside pickup for um, uh, any sort of takeout, um, and people can order takeout. Just look at the menu and decide what you'd like, um, and then Give us a call at the restaurant, and we can take your um, order and bring it right out curbside for you. Well, and especially with Valentine's Day coming up, so it would be perfect. I mean, your food is, is romantic. Your food is romantic, and your desserts are amazing. Do you have a baker for your desserts, or is that your expertise as well? Um, that's mostly my expertise as well. My wife uh, developed uh, a couple of our favorite desserts with me. 
um, and our staff uh, executes them. And they're really, really consistent and really great desserts. Oh, my gosh. Their pictures are absolutely gorgeous. Is there a favorite that people love? You've got the bread pudding and the tiramisu. I would say we probably have, um, it's kind of split three ways. We've got the tiramisu, which is the traditional Italian preparation of lady fingers soaked in espresso, layered with uh, some sweetened mascarpone cheese, which is Italian cream cheese. Right. And then the seasonal bread pudding um, that usually has cashews, maybe some white chocolate, usually a dried fruit. We change it up um, based on what's available, and that's um, served with a caramel sauce. And then the other one that is um, just a favorite is the um, uh, chocolate hazelnut mousse cake. And that's um, uh, kind of a graham cracker um, and hazelnut crust with a chocolate hazelnut filling and ganache topping. That's served with a little bit of fresh fruit. That one's that one's extremely popular as well. I mean, the one thing about this situation that we're in is that food has been a real satisfier. Um, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but that's that's what saved me. I mean, it's it's what we look forward to every night. <laughs> What's for dinner? And so I'm definitely going to take advantage of that curbside. And then and then also uh, I want to come in because you've got you got your little patio again, and I know you had a rocking patio in your other address. And so I know that uh, that's going to be big for you and Amy to really develop that as well, especially with summer right around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. The the patio is key. Um, last summer. Uh, with all of the um, uh, precautions and the surges that were happening, many people only felt comfortable eating out. We've also got a couple of balconies, so we've actually utilized some of those balconies even through the winter. It's been pretty mild winter, so we have patio heaters out there. So there are a few um, tables for people that choose to dine outside as well. I cannot wait to cut, to check out this new location, Fred. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, and your hours are wonderful. You want to give the website address? Yeah, so uh, Cafe Molise is www.caffemolise.com. So there's two Fs in cafe. Okay, all the best to you and Amy, Fred. Thank you so much for your time today. And you were brought to us by Visit Salt Lake, who's one of the organizations that's underwriting this program. And so um, all the best. Thank you so much, Fred. Great. Thank you, Chris. To hear this interview again, download the KSL News Radio app or listen anywhere you find great podcasts. Just search Mighty Main Street. We're coming right back on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.